Welcome to Rooftop Church. This podcast is part of our Sunday sermon series, where each week we dive into the Word of God and the powerful message of Christ. What was whispered to you in darkness, shouted out. Uh, what was wi- I'm so sorry. What was revealed to you in darkness, revealed it in light. What was whispered in two years, shouted on the rooftops. Good afternoon, church. For all those that are joining through YouTube live stream, we're happy to see you. I'm glad you guys are able to join with us, uh, worshiping together our Lord, and also continuing on with fellowship that's available online. I know the weather's been really, really hot this week or this past week, and it continues to be a scorching hot where we live. So I hope you guys are uh, able to stay cool. Um, if you're joining us for the first time in, in, a, in a long while, you don't really know what's going on, I encourage you guys to pull up to watch the service, uh, pull up with a cool drink as we're in the porch series, uh, get a nice glass of uh, cold water or, or soda, and let's just uh, have fun in the Lord and worship our Lord today. A couple announcements that I want to share with you, church, today before we begin. About a month ago, uh, the, uh, the churches in the city of Brea, we got together. We wanted to really do something that is meaningful and impactful for the community of the city of Brea. So in discussing what we can do, 15 churches partnered up together and finding a way where we can allocate food and, and, and necessary items for those that may be struggling or they may be suffering in this uh, uh, nationwide or international pandemic. So uh, we... Uh, kind of composited a, a food drive, uh, handing out food baskets and, and necessary goods, groceries items. And um, yesterday was the first of the four days that we have planned in the month of October, uh, month, of, month of September. We were able to pass out more than 1,900 boxes of food that included produce boxes as well as food boxes. We, we gathered together in a Braille Linda High School with just about five minutes from church. And about 870 families were provided with food and fresh produce. And we had additional 1,800 boxes of food. We had a truck ready to come towards us. And we were able to successfully route that truck with 1,800 boxes of food, fresh produce and food. And we donated to UC, uh, OC, uh, Orange County Union Rescue Mission, as well as Orange County Food Bank further allocating and meeting the needs of 2,700 families in the greater Orange County area. What an amazing, amazing opportunity for us to have partaken in. And you know, honestly, we weren't quite sure uh, when about 70 volunteers got together as early as 6.30 in the morning yesterday. Uh, We weren't quite sure who would come. We weren't quite sure all of these boxes that were prepared to be handed out. But it was just amazing to see people, get, people came, and many people in need came, received the foods, uh, received the goods, and we were also able to bless them, encourage them with word of prayer, and, and reminding them that they're not alone in this unique season. So the great news is that if you missed out yesterday in helping out, we have three more opportunities. Three next, sat, three, next sat, three Saturdays, uh, we are going to continue to participate in the citywide effort to help those that are in need. If you have not yet signed up, please sign up uh, through the email that had gone through, uh, gone out last week, or just simply message me, message Pastor Tavis, and we will find a way that you can sign up 
and take up, uh, participate in this great, great opportunity to serve the community. All right, this coming Saturday, I'm so excited. I'm excited about everything these days, anything that involves people and anything that involves getting together and, and seeing ways that we can collaborate together. So this coming Saturday, our children's ministry have put together a drive-in movie night. I know that uh, for those that have signed up, we're gathering together on Saturday evening at 6.30 p.m., and we will be watching a movie that Chris and the children's ministry have put together. Uh, we will practice social distancing, and we will make sure that all safety protocols are, are heated, and, but we are excited to see you guys. So parents, come together, come out with their kids, and let's have a great time watching a movie in the parking lot of our church. Today is the first Sunday of this month, which means it's Communion Sunday. I'm not sure if you guys can see this, but we have the communion elements available. So if you have not yet prepared, um, pull up with some grape juice or any kind of fruit juice, um, bread. If you don't have bread, tortilla or crackers, or maybe you don't have any juice, then whatever that you drink that you pull up today for porch talks, uh, be ready to participate in the Lord's communion. All right, are you guys excited? I'm excited. Today, uh, we are, again, we are in the series of Porch Talk series. Today's the fifth talk already. It's been exciting. And today, we're going to talk about fitness. We're going to talk about getting in shape. Uh, we discussed today the importance of uh, perhaps a necessity of staying fit. And not only that, we really want to understand uh, whether it be physical fitness, emotional, or spiritual fitness, we really wanted to understand and, and accept the fact that no fitness will be achieved or will be maintained without hard work. So any kind of growth that we seek to see in our own lives, we want to understand that it will take place with requisite effort. So in today's talk, we're going to learn about the importance of discipline and living the life we want to live and achieving the goals that we want to achieve in and for our lives. You guys ready for that today? So getting in shape. Today's, that's the topic we're devoting to in the series of Porch Talk. All right. Let's open up our Bibles today and be ready to dive right in. And God's word today comes from the book of 1 Timothy, chapter 4, verses 7 through 10. 1 Timothy, chapter 4, verses 7 through 10. And this is a reading of God's word. But have nothing to do with worldly fables fit only for old women. On the other hand, discipline yourself for the purpose of godliness. For bodily discipline is only of little profit, but godliness is profitable for all things, since it holds promise for the present life and also for the life to come. It is a trustworthy statement, deserving full acceptance, for it is for this we labor and strive, because we have fixed our hope in the living God, who is the Savior of all men, especially of all believers. Amen. Friends, would you bow your heads with me in prayer before we begin? God, we thank you for allowing us the chance to go through your word, Lord, and God, look into your truth, God, how we can uh, see our lives transformed, God, 
so that we may see change and growth taking place in our own lives, Lord. God, we want to be uh, strong. We want to be fit, not only just physically, but God, we want to attend to our spiritual fitness as well. So God, would you speak to us? Would you inspire us? God, would you nudge us toward living a, a healthier life that is found in your son, Jesus Christ? We pray all of these things in your son's precious name. Amen. All right, just real quick before we begin. Um, last week, uh, I, we, I prompted you to guess the drink that I pulled up to Porch Talks, and none of you guys were able to guess correctly. So I hope you guys are able to get another crack at it. Um, again, first come, first serve, you get only one guess, okay? If you can correctly guess the drink of my choice today, um, I will... Uh, a gift to you, send to you this week, not your favorite drink, but a whole meal for your lunch, one of the days. All right, that's it. So you get one guess, and let's give it a go. La- last week, by the way, it was Coca-Cola, just classic Coke. Uh, someone guessed Diet Coke. That person came really close, but uh, not the answer. It was classic Coke. And today, guess a drink, and I will send a lunch your way this week. All right. Thirsty. What do I do to get in shape? Did someone guess it already? Okay, we have some people in the back verifying. Okay, at any moment, would you just let me know if someone has guessed correctly? <laughs> All right, what do I do to get in shape? How do I get stronger? How do I grow? This is a question that I ask myself quite a bit. It's also the kind of question that I get asked a lot. I guess since my first bench set in my home when I was just in 10th grade, I had a very small bench set, maybe weight uh, even less than 100 pounds, but I had it available in my room. I guess I can say that I've been working out for uh, as, long as, 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 as long as 27 years, and my current gym membership is actually 24 years and still going strong. Even with the unique lockdown of this pandemic, I don't plan on shutting it down. I plan on continuing to renew my gym membership. And I've been working out, I could say, pretty much all my life. I guess I say that as a qualifier, as if that's necessary, okay? I'm just saying. And instead of answering the question, when people ask me, how do I get in shape? Instead of answering that question right away, I ask a question immediately back to them again. And this is also necessary. I can spot a committed person who is really going to push through and stay the long journey of getting in shape or someone who's simply motivated by just for that momentary desire and, 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 and motivation. Someone who is not going to be in it for then a couple more weeks. And there's some that ask because they're always looking for a shortcut and also always looking for a short-term remedy. So I ask this question. How serious are you about getting in shape? Here, you're essentially understanding, uh, accepting that there is going to be some kind of cost which you are going to have to pay. It's just a necessary, it's a necessity of effort on your part as you seek to be in better shape. 
and there's just simply no way around it. And, and this is where kind of like, you know, do, do you guys remember uh, years ago uh, when TV, TV infomercial was really popular, you turn on TV late night especially, and you see all these crazy, absurd, and wacky products that ensure like amazing promises. Uh, a, a good example of that is, um, do you guys remember Shake Weight? That was one popular one. Do you guys, and this is a real thing, okay? Let me show you the picture here. This is called uh, Abhancer Guy. This was an actual and a real product. And the product is simply that uh, it's a metal grid which you could place upon your abs and encourages to stay out in the sun so that you get a tan in the form of a six, I actually, uh, would you count how many squares there? I think it's actually, it's, it's, it has a six, or eight, eight different grids. So if you place this uh, a product called Abhancer and place it on your uh, abdomen area, stay out in the sun, two, three hours, you come back with a nice tan with the ripped up, shredded abs, eight pack. So, I mean, I wanna make sure that I'm weeding out this fake abs guy. And hopefully you understand that the first thing you need to understand is that there is no immediate resolution to fitness. There is no shortcut. There is no magical product. There is no Abhancer product which you can allow you to achieve fitness in a very short time. The phrase, the very famous and popular phrase, no pain, no gain, applies 100% in this context. All right, here's uh, Scott's quick advice to Road to Fitness. You guys ready for this? Are you guys excited? I'm really excited because I love, I love exercising, I love getting fit, so I, I, I really love this talk today. So first advice to you is that have a goal in mind. Have a goal in mind. So imagine simply, what do you want to look like? What body parts do you want to enhance? And how do you want to imp uh, improve your physique? So who do you want to look like? So for me, uh, I have a couple uh, molds in my mind, which man, I'm, maybe I wouldn't ever get there, but it would be great if I could look like that guy. So you know what I do? I Google those guys and I creep up. I don't just search their images. I search up so-and-so actor, so-and-so athlete, shirtless, no shirt, or buff. And I search those guys, and I get a visual representation, I get a visual image of what I can one day, what I can possibly achieve one day. And I stay motivated. And I think it's really important that if you wanna stay fit, I think it's really important that you have a clear picture of what you want to be one day. And this also helps you progress or monitor your progress along the way. And without this motivation, honestly, guys, in my experience, you will always fail. Maybe it's not some crazy athlete for you. Maybe it's not some crazy actor or actress that, you, that motivates you. You're one of those guys that, you know what, Scott, I'm not even asking to be shredded to the point where I become like a celebrity lookalike. I'm just saying, take me back to what I looked like five years ago. Take me back to college years or actually was about 70 pounds lighter. <laughs> or just take me back to, I just want to look like before, what, uh, before I had any kids. Come on. So 
know and have a visual image in your mind. And then just let that be a motivation to you. Second part, my advice to you is this. Do something. Do anything. I don't care what it is. I don't care if you do insanity, orange theory, blue theory, P90X, P60Z. I don't care what it is that you do. You're a crossfitter. You're a yoga master. You're a traditional weightlifter. It does not matter. You believe in uh, calisthenics. You believe in no weights. I don't care what it is. Find something that works for you. Find something that you have found beneficial for you and stick to it. Whatever it is. Maybe as you are listening to this talk real quick and you're saying, man, I really hate exercises. God has created me in such that my body resists any kind of physical exertion. Hey, I'm not hating on you. I'm not refuting with you how how God has made you. You're saying, I just can't do it. I'm saying, well, do something. If not exercising, well, bring about a change in your diet. But do something. It's important that you do something. You know what, friends? I made a very important change in my diet during this uh, um, COVID lockdown the past six months. I did something which I never thought I could ever do in my whole life. Uh, It's been about four months now, but I actually cut out uh, eating rice as a regular portion of my uh, uh, diet. So because I feel like, you know, like, why is it that as we get older, why is, it, why is it that it becomes so easy to, for us to gain weight, right? So I was a little bit concerned when 2020 hit, uh, my weight actually hit uh, the highest it's ever been. So I was kind of concerned and motivated. I was kind of like, what do I do? And, 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 you know, starting off the year with the church-wide fast, that kind of motivated me. And when we went to lockdown, I actually, you know what, I need to do something permanently. So I cut out white rice. So eating white rice is actually a very um, a seldom thing that I do. And that's now, I think, a, becoming a permanent change in my life. Yeah, just one thing. Find something that works for you. But again, you got to do something. You got to commit to something. Whether for you, maybe it's cutting soda, cutting carbs, whatever it is, you got to do something so that you may achieve your goal. Next one is what? Stick to it. Now, you have come to a place where you have chosen to do something, do anything about it. Now, my encouragement to you is make it a regular part of your life. Again, there's this notion and the element of regularity and repetition. Here now, the goal is you don't want to just do it once. You don't want to do it just one week. You don't want to just do it for one month. You want to understand that this is a long-term process. As I want to achieve fitness, you understand that this is now becoming a regular part, a regular uh, system of my life. And it's important that you are sticking to it. If you come off the rails, all of that hard work is going to just go wayward. So my encouragement is just stick to it. My last encouragement, celebrate small victories. Celebrate small victories. The goal here again, you may not look like what you want to look like for the time being. Not after one week, not after one month. Realistically, probably after three months, four months, 
I, I, I believe it's going to take a long time. So what you are wanting to do is that celebrate small milestones. Reward yourself celebrating small rewards. You're seeing increase in strength or you, you, you see a, a small decrease in your weight loss. I mean, whatever it is, you're able to encourage yourself. I think this is really, really important because that will incite you to fall in love with the process. You got to fall in love with the process. You want to get stronger. You want to look shredded. You want to look, you want to lose weight. You got to fall in love, not with just the result, the progress that you make in smaller increments. That's really, really key here. And that will allow you to stay focused. Now, I could just kind of drop the mic and walk away, call it a day, but we're not here today talking about just physical fitness, right? I, friends, I could just apply those same four principles and apply the same towards spiritual fitness. Do you have a goal in mind? As you are walking day to day with Christ, as you as a follower and believer of Jesus Christ, is spiritual fitness even a thing for you? Do you seek to be more mature? Do you seek to be spiritually stronger as years go by? Maybe perhaps you are tired of being in the same place spiritually. Perhaps you find yourself struggling with the sin, same habitual sin over and over again. Maybe you're one of those people that after years or even decades of being a Christian, do you find yourself still weak in your faith? So you want to be stronger. You want to be a better dad. You want to be a better husband. You want to be a better wife and mom. And you want to grow spiritually. Now, have a clear image of what you want to be one day. And I encourage you, for you to grow spiritually, you have to do something. I want to encourage you here. Do anything here. What works for you? Does reading the Bible bring you the greatest uh, uh, a sense of, uh, man, this is going to... Uh, is going to benefit me? Are you a reader? Or are you a prayer? You find strength in praying to God more vigorously and fervently? Or are you a singer? Are you a worshiper? You find great strength in worshiping Jesus in the privacy of your own home or maybe you're driving in your car. You love worshiping God. Maybe that creates a, a great pathway for you to connect with God. And I want to encourage you simply, find something that works for you. Now, what do you do after that? Now, attend to it with regularity. Stick to it. Again, understanding that it is a long journey. Christ has called us to follow. God has encouraged us to, towards the ready, uh, to, for, uh, for the road of sanctification, spiritual growth, and understand in your mind and heart that it's going to take a long time. You're essentially committing to a lifelong habit. Attend to it with regularity. And same with physical fitness. You have to fall in love with the process, meaning celebrate small victories. Let's say I want to make a, a long-term goal that, man, I would love to read through the entire Bible. So waiting, on, uh, rather than waiting until you actually read the entire Bible, read, take one book at a time and celebrate each time you do finish reading one book. You can't get there yet? Guess what? Start with reading one chapter at a time. And every time you read a chapter, 
Celebrate it. Pat yourself on the back. Say, good job. Let's do it again next time. So uh, find small ways to celebrate what you have accomplished. You cannot pray. You cannot all of a sudden wake up one day and pray 10 minutes straight. I'm just saying, that's just the reality. Start with one minute. Start with two minutes, three minutes. Incrementally increase as God brings you even more things to pray about. Are you with me so far? So again, there is this unshakable reality that growth is going to require time. And this process of getting there from where we are to where we want to be, this will take a long time, and it often isn't very exciting. But the necessity of monotonous devotion is precisely its unique beauty. No maturity or fitness could be achieved without this long process that may seem monotonous, that may seem boring at times for you. Let me share this great nugget with you guys here. Growth, I'm going to say this, growth is a byproduct of desire and effort. Growth is a byproduct of desire and effort. And I argue the same for spiritual growth as well. You see, the sad thing is we seem to understand this very important principle for for everything in life except our relationship with God. So many Christians make the mistake that uh, we understand if I want to get good grades, they understand the element of hard work and studying and reading faithfully. They understand physical fitness cannot be achieved without the necessary to work, putting hours in the gym and doing it over and over again. But a lot of times I I find it so uh, uh, surprising that Christians don't really understand this fact that if they want to mature, if they want to be stronger in the spiritual uh, lives, it, it takes the same amount of desire as well as the effort. Inspiration without perspiration will result in nothing. Eventually, inspiration will dissipate. Eventually, inspiration will have lesser effect on us. But when inspiration is coupled with pertinent perspiration, matching effort and response, then you are going to see growth, then you are going to see growth, uh, change in your own lives. Here, uh, uh, so today I want to unpack a little bit more the importance of habit. Habit has become a, a, a dirty little word in the Christian circles, um, meaning like we have this negative, negative response towards that word habit because it seems uh, forced. It sounds uh, too mechanical. It, it, it seems unnatural. So it's become a, a dirty little word in the, in, in the realm of Christian uh, believers, meaning I don't, wanna, I don't want Bible reading just to be another habit. So we say, but habits are essential to reaching our goals. Will Durant, a philosopher, once said this, we are what we repeatedly do. Excellence, then, is not an act but a habit. 
Let me read those words again. We are what we repeatedly do. Excellence, then, is not an act, but a habit. And I believe this is no less true in the life of a Christ follower. Even if we desire to mature in likeness of Christ, maturity does not take place at an instant. We do not one day wake up as spiritual giants. We do not one day wake up with greater capacity to love God and trust God. All of these things as spiritual growth were going to take place over time as we faithfully attend to the things that are beneficial over and over again. And the small word of caution here is that uh, we don't want to simply attend to these things. We don't want to turn out to be spiritual legalists, meaning we don't want to just be robots. We don't want to just fall into the tra- uh, trap of just doing these things and become doers rather than beings in the Lord. So I want to just uh, make sure that we are not going, that down, going down that route. Um, but, the, but there is an importance of us faithfully attending to the things that will nudge us for strength and growth. So we're not exempt from adopting certain practices and principles that lead to maturity, such as prayer, scripture reading, faithful observance of Sunday worship, selfless and faithful service unto the church body. Or how about this, sharing our faith with seekers and non-believers in our lives. How about participation in mercy and justice all the way around the world. There are things that will benefit us. These are some of the things that will nudge us and draw us, uh, bring us closer to the road of maturity and strengthening. Sometimes, sometimes reading the Bible doesn't feel right. And let's be honest, guys. Do we always feel motivated to be close with God? Do we every single day wake up with a desire to pray a couple minutes? Do we always and persistently have this desire to read God's word? If I could be honest with you, the answer is no. Even for me, like I've been a Christian for now um, over 25 years. But when left unattended, these valuable spiritual disciplines could be really, really difficult to, uh, to be had. So it's important for us to faithfully attend to them. I love what um, Charles Duhigg, I, I hope I'm saying his name right, he's the author of uh, the book called The Power of Habit. This is what he says in his book. The difference between who you are and who you want to be is what you do. Let me say that again. The difference between who you want to be and who you are, or the difference between who you are and who you want to be is what you do. And in his book, he highlights the importance and absolute necessity of doing the necessary part for us to become who we want to be. If indeed we are, repeated, we are what we repeatedly do, then we must continue doing the right things over and over and over again. Amen? So friends, I implore you, 
You know, Apostle Paul in this passage in chapter 4 of 1 Timothy, he's writing to his beloved spiritual son and Timothy. He's saying um, there are things as, as we want uh, physical wellness, right? And he says uh, 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 for us to attend to, like he's saying, uh, the spiritual discipline has even greater value in our lives. He says, but have nothing to do with worldly fables, fit only for old women. Only on the other hand, discipline yourself for the purpose of godliness. Discipline yourself for the purpose of godliness. Friends, brothers and sisters in the Lord, you and I are called to live a life of discipline. Sometimes it means abstaining from the things that our flesh crave. It means attending to the matters and the actions that our bodies resist. He says, discipline yourselves for the purpose of godliness. When we understand that Christ has saved us not only for, uh, from the power of sin, but Christ has saved us for the life with God. In that, sanctification becomes our goal. Transformation becomes our goal and motivation. Spiritual growth becomes our excitement. Spiritual wellness, fitness is what excites us. We want to have on our posters and plaster all over the walls in our houses. Man, I will one day look like that. I want to become a prayer warrior. I want to become a, prayer, uh, uh, a warrior in, in faith. I want to become a spiritual giant one day. I want to one day never doubt God again. I will one day wake up and, and know that no matter what hardships come in the course of my life, I will never, ever doubt God. I will never, ever denounce my faith in God. I will never, ever backslide again. I will never, ever fall into the rabbit hole of habitual sin that is destructive. I will never And that becomes our motivation. That becomes our desire and our passion. Verse 10, for it is for this we labor and strive. Check out the language here. Even Paul is asserting himself and conveying with these words. It says strive. Labor, there's necessary work involved in this process of sanctification because we have fixed our hope on the living God who is the Savior of all men, especially believers. So we fix our eyes on Jesus. We're saying, God, transform us, change us. I'm going to share one story that is mentioned in the Old Testament, one of my favorite stories of all time. It is a story that I first heard when I was just a little child in, in Sunday school class. It is a story that was uh, repeatedly told in the course of my faith life, and it's a story that I love even today. It's found in 1 Samuel 17, where he talks about the battle, great battle between David, the mighty shepherd warrior, versus a, a, a filthy Philistine, uh, this uh, a man, a giant of a man, literally he was a giant, and Goliath. And there's this epic showdown 
going on between David, who has never ever fought in an actual war, versus Goliath, who has actually made a living. His entire livelihood was about getting in fights, getting in wars with different people. Now, there's this great showdown. And it says in verse 40, Then David took his staff in his hand, because he was a shepherd. He chose five smooth stones from the stream, put them in the pouch of his shepherd's bag, and with his sling in his hand, approached the Philistine. So he had a staff in one hand, he had a bag on his side with five smooth, smooth stones that he found along the streams, and he had a sling in his one hand. He's now entering battlefield. He's now uh, encroaching the great enemy in Goliath. Mind you, in this, poem, in this moment, King Saul actually tried to put on a, a, a kingly armor on David. He said, shepherd boy, I can't just have you going to war like that. Here, take my armor. Here's my helmet. Here's my armor. Here's my sword. Here's my shield. They actually tried to put on him, which was too big and too heavy. And David said at that point, you know what? Forget that. I don't need no king's armor. I know what works for me. And he rolled up to this great battle scene, the things that he was most familiar with, the things that he had been training with all of his life. And I'm going to read for you what happens here, verse 34 in 1 Samuel chapter 17. But David said to Saul, your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. When a lion or bear came and carried off a sheep from the flock, I went after it, struck it, and rescued the sheep from its mouth. When, I turned on, when it turned on me, I seized by its hair, struck it, and killed it. Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. This uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them because he has defied the armies of the living God. The Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will deliver me from the hand of the Philistine. Beautiful, isn't it? David is saying, I've seen this before. I know what I'm talking about. God has worked with me in the past. There has been a consistent pattern which I have become the man that I am today. It's because of the repetitious practices. This is not my first battle. This is not my first time dealing with the stones. I have seen this work in my own arena of training. He says, worry not. How beautiful is that? So God, in installing King David, or this little shepherd boy to be the next king, or great king of Israel, understand that David was fully prepared for the task that was ahead. Day after day after day, he understood. He was disciplining himself. He was getting to work. When the test came, he had great confidence in the battle which he was facing. The legend has it that King David rolled up with five stones in his pocket, not because he was afraid to miss the one shot flung towards Goliath, but they believed that those four other stones were for the brothers of Goliath, and he was ready to slay all of them, 
all of the enemies that he was facing. I want to be stronger. Now, I hope you guys understand, I'm not talking about just physical fitness here. I want to be spiritually stronger. I want to be more spiritually fit. Do you know why? Because I need to be stronger spiritually. I need to be stronger as I know that I will continue to face hardships. I will continually face different obstacles along the course of my life with God. As by now, you and I know, understand that we're not shielded from hardships and struggles and pains of life. So now when I understand that element, now I need to be stronger. Now that now it's necessary for me to discipline myself, somehow find a way to grow and mature day by day. Spiritual maturity is not a bag. It's not like manna just falls from heaven and we just pick it up along the sideway. God is giving us the desire. God is giving us the motivation. He says, let me invite you to reading of my word. Let me woo you in to my presence. I want you to fall in love with praying unto me. I absolutely want you to fall in love with singing praises unto me. And when we faithfully attend to these things, I know that we will be better for it. And we will come out stronger, more ready, whatever it is that we are to face. Ask yourself this question as we close this today's talk. What do you want to see happen in your life? Where do you want to see your spiritual life go from here? What purposes and visions of God has he inspired you with thus far? And if you know what they are, if you have a clear picture of what, your life, uh, what you want your life to look like, let me ask you these questions. What processes, what steps do you have planned so that you, make sh you may ensure that God's promises are realized in and through your life. Can you be devoted? Can you be faithful in the process? Rooftop Church, I pray today that Christ is something of value to you. I pray that our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, is worth our commitment. He is worth not only our hearts. He is worth our mind that deserves attention. He is worth the work of our own hands. He is deserving and worthy of our time. And I pray that you and I would faithfully participate in regularly attending to the matter of falling in love with Jesus. So make a small commitment today.
For some of you, it may begin with, you know what? I need to attend church more faithfully. It's been a lot, for some of you, it's been a long time since I last prayed. It begins with you opening in your mouth and say, uttering the words, God, I pray. God, help me to live my life with you. Church, would you close your eyes? Let's pray. God, it is not easy. Sometimes, no matter how hard we try, failures are all we see. And in that, we get discouraged. And in that, God, we want to give up. But God, I ask today that you appear to us that you are worthy of our devotion, that you are worthy of our worship. And God, how can we not, how can we not commune with you every moment that we are awake? How can we not be mindful How cannot we be desperate to be with you? So God, invite us this week, even this day, to be with you. Speak to us. Touch our hearts. Help us to be familiar with your ways. And so God, I pray that every member of Rooftop Church, every person tuning into this worship service, God, we will become stronger. God, we will be in better shape. God, in this crazy season of being, being at home, staying home order in this pandemic, Lord, we will be actually in stronger shape and better shape spiritually, Lord. So God, nudge us. God, we thank you, Lord. Would you continue to speak to us as we have the remainder of our service? In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. As announced earlier, today is...